Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. Okay, see that right there? Like, I don't know if it shows up backwards, Jamie, right? So that's my mug. Do what you love. Love what you do. I got to tell you, that's what this show is about today. You're going to meet Rebecca. Yeah, you're going to meet Rebecca. Rebecca Keating is the author of an amazing book, The Ultimate Guide to Shamanism, A Modern Guide to Shamanic Healing Tools and Ceremony. I so love she did this book. I, I really love that we're going to bring this conversation to the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th century. I'm just loving it. <clears throat> and let me tell you why. Benny, do you want to know? Hi, Benny. Hi, hi. Jamie. Hi, hi, hi. hi to both y'all. Here's why. Something special happened yesterday. Do you want to know what it is? And it's not like a super eclipse or, you know, like the moon didn't fall. But something interesting energetically happened yesterday. Would you like to know? Of course. All right. So, you know, I am watching the Olympics. And I am total awe. And Rebecca, you're going to be able to relate to this. I'm in total awe about the women. I am just struck by how these women, I mean, certainly the men, yes. We expect men to be great at the Olympics. But the women are stealing the show. For the United States, at least, but not just the United States. I mean, come on, you know, take a look at the Aussies, right? You know, take a look at the people that are, you know, in the single kayak races. I am just in awe. And that's why it's so important for the show today, because we have to have a new way to deal with the new energy. Now, why am I talking sports? Well, I mean, just, just the Olympics today because they're right there. But when you take a look at a woman running a race under a speed that nobody ever thought was possible, or you take a look at wrestling. Sorry, I had to talk about women's wrestling. Got to talk about it. And you take a look at the people that are doing extraordinary things and you're watching the results of this and you look at the energy of these athletes and I'm going to tell you, I do believe that they are got some shamanism going on there. I really believe that they have got an energy that when they get interviewed, the interviews are like ridiculous. When they get interviewed and they start to talk about how they feel and what they've done and you see them crying and you see the energy of who they are. And then you see McLaughlin just 
run so fast, so comfortably, and you take a look at Simone Biles returning and getting a bronze, and you take a look at, my gosh, beach volleyball versus Switzerland, you have to understand or at least feel there's a sense of something. Today, the ultimate guide to shamanism, a modern guide to shamanic healing tools and ceremony, says this to me. If you read this book, I've read the book. Oh, my God. I just, I got to, I got to say to Rebecca, oh, my gosh, Rebecca, you got to be kidding me about the imagery in this book for real, right? I'm reading this book, and my sense is that what Rebecca is bringing to the forefront is not just for the handful of healers that we traditionally associate with this, but this is for everyone. So today I want all of you to meet this amazing woman, Rebecca Keating. And you gotta put Rebecca like in the realm of all these other people I just mentioned, because she's coming forward and we're gonna give three copies of this book away, Benny, but she's coming forward and she's saying, come on shaman sisters, come on, let's get together. Let's see what we can do shaman sisters that's us shaman sisters that could be me growing up in the bronx maybe i'm the shaman sister of the monkey bars but the point is this she's opened up the door for all of us to step forward in the 21st 22nd 23rd century and create some kind of healing magic and shifting that the energy of the universe is asking us to do. Rebecca, it's great to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I love what you just said. It's just it's just perfect. And, and now is the time. Now is the time for this. I'm struck. And let me just kick it off. And then let's talk about, you know, the backdrop of the book and you. I'm struck by these women in a highly competitive environment. And if you watch them and you watch them race together or you watch them compete together or you watch them play together, there is an energy that you know is happening there that cannot be described in logical linear. Although when you see these people interview them, that's where they want to go. And I want to ask you, when you decided to sit down and describe this next invitation and call shaman sisters together. What was your vision and what challenges and obstacles did you, most amazing Rebecca, have to overcome to bring you right here to this moment? <laughs> yeah, so my vision was really more of a, a personal growth uh, process originally. I had been through a lot of trauma and many things in my life, and I just wanted to heal myself. And the name came to me very early on in my shamanic journey. And at the time, I wasn't really even sure what it was going to mean, but it it all started to come to me and it really just unfolded in this beautiful way, like, like a flower kind of blooming and and like a butterfly, you know, just, uh, just, just coming out of the cocoon and spreading its wings and flying. And what I'm seeing now is this beautiful community that we have that is, is really global. And we do a lot of ceremonial things. And 
the sisterhood that is forming with with so many women and every woman and and brothers as well but everyone really stepping into their fullest potential and every time it's just like this blossoming of people coming in with these with this this grief or these wounds and them allowing to to release these things and to just step into their power and holding the space for every woman to be in their beauty and their their power and there's no jealousy or competition and some of the things i've definitely had to face are are the sisterhood wounds and then it became really clear to me the name the shaman sisters because women we have been so programmed for competition and being small and all this stuff and so i've had to work through a lot of that myself and then also uh, be an example to allow other women to work through those issues and to know that like we have each other and we don't need to compete or have the the jealousy and that there's space for every every person to shine and that's what i love about the message you're bringing forward you know there's a lot that we can look at and you know i want to kind of i want to really unpack this for our, our audience today because if there was ever a time rebecca and i want to ask you about this because if there was ever a time for us to really capture the essence of this level of fifth dimensional healing if there was ever a time it really is now. And, you know, what I'm really struck by is as I ask myself, right? So I read your book <laughs> and, I, and then I go into my meditation. So you're going to laugh, right? So this is like me. This is like my Bronx meditation. I'm from the Bronx. This is like my Bronx meditation. I get quiet. I shut my eyes and I say, okay, God, universe, what is mine to do today? I get my answer. That's all of 10 seconds. I get my answer and then I do it. For about six years, the answer has been one word, more. Now, I always have to think, okay, I know what you mean today. But there are some days like today where I say, okay, could you please give me a little bit more information? What you've done is you've done that in this book. We know we have to do more, but what you're inviting us to learn about is what that more is and how to make it fit. And I want to ask you this. There's so many amazing things in the book. How did writing this book change you? I want to know how you became totally engulfed in shaman sister that you are because you wrote this book. Tell me the, tell me the secret. Yeah, so it was, it was, it, I wrote the book during the first lockdown and it didn't give me more time because my business needed attention. So it was very challenging for me to, to actually sit down. And actually, when I did, um, what I found is the only way I could really connect into the writing was literally sitting on the ground on the earth in the sun and writing like this. And then everything would just come it would just come in. And so that's how I, that's how I focused on the writing. But what I experienced is because everything I wrote about are things I've had teachings on and experienced and, and, and stuff that I've worked with. 
And so I've already gone through a lot of initiations with this stuff and ceremonies, but every chapter, every topic brought me a new initiation into that specific thing. And I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. So it initiated me in a way that has just been so beautiful. And it gave me the strength to be good with myself in putting this out into the world because there's been a lot going on and the timing, like people were saying to me, like, how is the, like you doing this and the timing of it, everything. And it's actually perfect. So um, it, it allowed me to have a lot of, a lot of inner strength to, to actually um, be able to embody this whole, this whole realm of shamanism and, and all the work that I do. Yeah. So I want to just let everybody know, you can go to shamansisters.com, S-H-A-M-A-N, sisters, S-I-S-T-E-R-S.com, even though I may not be saying like sister, like with an A, it's like not. I don't know, maybe you've got the domain. That's a cool thing too, yeah. shamansisters.com. When you go there, you're going to find the complete energy of what we're talking about today. We're going to take a short break, Benny and, and, and Jamie here in a minute. When you go there, you're going to see the essence of what Rebecca Keating is saying. She's not only putting things in the book, but she's saying here are some things that you can look at to help you. When we come back, we're going to talk about this my favorite because i'm telling you if you're following the olympics you will hear what these women talk about like when they're done or when they're beginning some of them you could actually see their lips moving before they get in that starting gate the power of prayer we are going to talk about how to kick it up a couple of hundred notches to talk about the power of it the way that rebecca talks about in the book and then we're going to talk about let's get on it Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. And we've got three copies of Take a Look at That Book. I love it. We'll be right back, Benny. Guess what? You don't need to wait until the new year to set new goals for yourself. Hi, I'm Joan Marlowe, the host of Awareness to Action. And I'm taking this concept to a whole new level. I've developed a program to take your awareness to action in 90 days. Let me introduce you to your day one. Day one can start any day you choose, so why not now? We will use powerful brainstorming, mastermind, visioning, and goal-setting techniques to open your awareness of what you really want in your life and take action with intention to get there. Choose to work with me one-on-one -on -one or in a small group. Let's connect, lift each other up, and hold each other accountable. I'm offering a free consult to design your program. Visit my site, peacefullyhealing.com to connect with me and let's find out when your day one will begin. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, I'm Carrie Nail from Nailed It Radio. 
Understanding our personality preferences can be huge in conquering miscommunication with others. For example, people who prefer to make thinking decisions want to evaluate situations calmly and logically using the same principles in most situations. However, people who prefer to make feeling decisions want to evaluate each situation personally for themselves and others. And so a great strategy for thinking types is to develop rapport, listen empathetically, and appreciate the positives of the situation before providing critical feedback to feeling types. And for those who prefer feeling, be direct with thinking types and breathe deeply to stay calm. I specialize in helping people understand these differences so you can take them into every aspect of your life to thrive. For more information, you can visit my website, kerrynail.com. That's K-E-R-I-N-A-I-L.com. Life can be demanding. But sometimes our wheels are spinning and we're too focused on making them turn to notice we're stuck in the mud. Tune into The Pause with me, Ellen Wyoming Deloy, every second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Learn how to stop, reflect, and start moving forward with intention. And if you're really looking to jumpstart your personal development, schedule a free coaching consultation with me at ellenwyomingdeloy.com. Are you ready to experience full body system wellness? Tune in to the Empower Me Show with Pam Bright, a spiritual toolbox for your life. Embrace the fullness of who you are as a spiritual being having a human experience. Pam Bright is a multidimensional healer, light language channel, energy intuitive, and spiritual transformation coach. Join her for a rich conversation about how to unlock all your spiritual gifts. Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. So what I'm saying is, um, Benny, uh, Jamie, let me just see that. There we go. Right there. Okay. Boom. Got it. Uh, three copies, Benny, uh, Jamie, 1-800-930-2819. And Benny's going to pop things in the chat to let me know how we're rolling with that. Um, the other thing is we're taking your questions for Rebecca, 1-800-930-2819. Um, you know, Rebecca, I want to ask you about this and about modern guide. Let's talk about a modern guide, and then we're going to go to a, a couple of things here. Um, the power of prayer. The reason I picked that out is because the information that comes before, I do believe, is incorporated in this topic. And let me tell you why. You help us understand sacred altar. I just, I don't even know how you got these pictures in here in this book, but the publisher was very kind to you and you've done a great job. But leading up to the power of prayer, there are things that we could know about. And I want to ask you this question. What has shifted from traditional thinking about shamanism to the modern guide? Tell us from your perspective, you know, what it was it that you wanted to tell all of us to open up the invitation for the level of healing that's capable. Give me some insight, unless it's like a super secret. It's not a secret. I mean, yeah, I think that it was maybe in the past viewed more as like, you know, this, this figure, this, this shaman with the headdress and, and not that we don't still have those uh, shamans, but really like we do all have an inner shaman and the ability to access these realms and do our own healing and be on our own journey and bring our power back personal power. I learned 
right on my very beginning of my shamanic journey. So it's just showing that in the modern day, we can, this isn't some kind of religious dogma or um, guru that we have to look up to. This is our own, we're our own guru and we can access all these tools and realms for ourselves. And, and that's really what is more bringing it into, into the modern time. And what it looks like for one person could be completely different yeah. than another person. Uh, tonight at four o'clock, uh, Doc Martin, Dr. Sharon Martin has orchestrated a special show. And the reason I'm mentioning it to you is because there is a movement. I, I really, you know, I like the idea of calling it modern. I love that. But boy, I'll tell you, the power of this movement is so incredible. And at four o'clock tonight, you know, she is doing a show, which will probably go more than one hour with a uh, bachi and huchir, who is a ninth generational shaman in trance. So we're doing something we've never done before, which is have a shaman from Mongolia. And there will be people, an audience included in Zoom. And we're going to get to see this. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because you are telling us that things like this are not for a small group of people. And yet at the same time, while this may be a great show to watch tonight, without this, to figure out how to go from that energy and bring it into my life, daily life. So I want to jump to the power prayer. So glad you didn't water this down. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, do you know how many books I get where, you know, the, the use of word power and prayer together is really just not done very well. But I want to ask you, what hit your heart to really feature this in a book on shamanism? a great question. I, I grew up in a very religious family. My father was extremely, an extreme religious. And so I grew up actually not even be able to say the word God. And even when I started in shamanic training, um, we were using like great spirit and other words, but I could still not even write the word God. And, um, but, but it allowed me, I was very uncomfortable with prayer at the beginning, but as I started learning more through shamanism, that it's yeah. not, it's not about religion. Like prayer is a sacred, um, power that we all have access to regardless of any belief system. And so I started implementing prayer into my life and it was just so profound. What would, what would come into my life mm -hmm. from the power of prayer and actually, I had one really, really amazing moment where I was kind of in a rut and I was trying to figure out what was next for me. This is before I had the crystal shop and the community. And I was I had like that coming to God moment down on the knees, crying, like literally just like, what am I doing? Please, God great spirit show me what's next and it was so profound the next day I literally found my space I wasn't even looking for a space my space came to me it was in the perfect spot and everything that's unfolded and I was like it, when we have that sincere intention and we send that prayer out the energy that 
we are asking for is there just waiting for our our ask for our prayer so it's, it's changed my life and we're going to talk about some of the things you discuss earlier in the book because i think it's so important for us to talk about altars to talk about the directions to talk about the energy and to talk about why you know the mystery of this has been shared with us and brought forth but before we do that we've got a caller and i would love to connect you with a caller one of our one of our listeners from canada benny let's bring charlene on charlene welcome to the show Hi, Charlene. Hello. Hi, hey, let me Yeah, let me introduce you to Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. I have a question. Hey. Go for it. I managed to get you on Facebook through the Shaman Sisters, but um, do you have, a like, a website also? Like, I, I didn't get to jot it down. Yes. Yes, it's shamansisters.com. S H A M A N sisters, S I S T E R S.com. Perfect, perfect. And you're going to get a copy of the book I, too. So oh, make sure Benny's got your information. You know, I'm really excited. Like, it's just, um, just to be connected to, uh, to everybody out there. Just excited. And this book sounds amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, what am I, what do I have here? Two Canadians right here with me now? <laughs> is that, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. There we go. So you see, I love this energy. Oh of my this. goodness. That did you so know cool. that, Charlene? No, right? <laughs> no, I didn't know. Yeah. Where's I'm, your shop, Rebecca? So my shop is in Mississauga, Ontario. I'm nor I'm originally from BC, but I live out here now in Ontario. Mm, all right. Yeah. Okay, I, I feel I see a field trip coming on there. Sure, I'm in British Columbia. All right, oh, field trip. Yeah, field trip. Um, do you have any other questions for us? Because we're going to get into prayer right now, and what does it mean to set up the sacred space? But more importantly, what does this mean when we talk about energy, energetics, cutting the cord, not bringing along the baggage? Anything for Rebecca? You want to ask her? No, you know what? Um, I'm going to learn from her right now. Okay, good. Charlene, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, awesome. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about what it means to have a number of different things operating at the same time. For example, what is heart-brain quick coherence technique? What are some of the things that Rebecca is sharing in this book that are taken from ancient philosophies, but we bring them forward to the energies we have now. You know, we bring them forward to the digital age of what we're talking about. And what does that mean to bring them forward, have them in play, set an intention, and then pray and receive? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. 
Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey everybody, it's me, psychic medium Jamie. And me, Spirit Walker Nicole. We are so excited to introduce you to our new live call-in show called Shades of Spirit on TransformationTalkRadio.com. As we connect you with your crossed over loved ones, angels, and guides, and also help you develop your own psychic and healing abilities. For more information and to book your own private experience, go to ShadesOfSpirit.com and also follow us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We figured by the time we turned 50, we kind of had life figured out, but we were not prepared for the realities of midlife. Tune in to, and that's when I realized, the truth and comedy of midlife with me, Susan Dolce. And me, Leon Dyer, every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're not alone in these challenges, and sometimes you just gotta laugh. Find us at SusanDolce.com and LeonDyer.com. Want to ignite your best life full of joy, passion, and purpose? Then join me, Stephanie James, for The Spark, Wednesday nights, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com, and learn how together we can illuminate the world. Learn more on StephanieJames.world. The best is yet to come. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and I'm excited to tell you about the latest technology. It is new to this country, and it's just amazing. It's out of Germany. The Healy is state-of-the-art technology for improving and changing the body vibration. I have more information about the Healy on my website, maryjanemack.com, or you can call the office at 888-777-4232. Welcome back, everyone. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. 1-800-930-2819. We've got copies of the book to give away. Uh, Jamie, certainly on Facebook, you certainly are um, able to do that as well. This is it. This is like the coolest thing. It is the ultimate guide to shamanism, a modern guide to shamanic healing tools and ceremony. I love it. Uh, Rebecca Keating is here, creator of Shaman Sisters. Go to the website, shamansisters.com. There is also a way for you to join that group. Um, Lots of interesting things. And we are going to talk about the power of prayer. And the reason I like the power of prayer, because I see it stuck in the middle. All right. It's like a cookie filling. It's in the middle. And there are things that come before it and things that come after it. And I call it the middle because people think prayer is the end all, but there's preparation before, and then there's preparation during, and there's preparation after. Everything from cleansing crystals to creating space that leads us into trance states. So let's talk about prayer and how difficult it is for people just like you described. But also, some of the tools you put in here help us set the space for ourselves and engage. Talk to that point, especially because 
we're living in a time where energy is so dense. And do we actually have to really cut the cord of the energy of the past and maybe the present in order to receive the goodies of our vision? Yes, and, and that's why I put such a big emphasis on the fact that energy yeah. is literally everything. And when you understand that energy is everything, then you can use various tools to, to clear out those energies that are were inadvertently just bombarded by them all the time. And so uh, when we start with the like the setting up of the sacred space and you know um, working with the elements and and calling in the four directions and really like commanding that the space that you're now working in is a sacred space and and you've cleared the space and you've got your altar. Um, if you choose to to work with an altar, and then that just sets up the container for you to really be very present with whatever is going to arise. And that's when you can, you know, sit with maybe something that's bothering you or a situation that's stressing you out, and you can really clear your mind and clear your energy and cut cords. Like sometimes people in our lives or situations they need to go because we need to make space for what we're calling in through our prayer. And so really being in that, in that container of openness um, to allow. And when you're, when you're allowing yourself to go into a bit of a trance state, whether you're doing some drumming or you're using a rattle or you're just uh, using your breath um, that's when the words that come out of you, the intentions they sometimes you're just like, wow, I didn't even know that was there because you are connecting to something higher. You're connecting to a, your higher power. And when you do that, it, it just comes, it just comes through. You know, I, we're seeing this over and over and over again, and we're seeing the energy of it. You could see on people's face um, and, you know, in the Olympics. And the reason I bring the Olympics up is because we can tell the difference sometimes as people. We can tell the difference where there are some folks that have confronted their past, confronted the challenges of COVID, confronted, 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 and have left it behind, have left it behind. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, Canada, uh, shocker, Andre Degrasse, totally in the 200 meter, just knocked everybody out and won the gold. And when you look at the interview in his face, and the reason I bring this up is I'm just watching energy at the, at the Olympics. When you look at his face, there's something so powerfully humbling that you have to know that his preparation for this had to be shaman-like. I don't work with him, but you can just tell. What have you seen from your experience? And maybe we can talk about some examples, maybe some of the ceremonies that folks can do, even in setting up the four directions or creating a medicine wheel. See, we think we have to be out in the desert for 10 days. I mean, I've done that but we don't anymore. What can we do to really set the stage for us to have a shaman sister practice every day? Yeah. I, I mean, I see all sorts of 
people, like you said, they're just carrying so much weight and they're carrying like the weight of the world, you know, or what's going on in their families. And it, it can be very simple to have a daily practice where you spend, you know, 20 to 30 minutes just being with yourself and setting up a sacred space. And even in the book, you can go to um, the four elements and I have a ceremony for every single element. So you can like, for example, a fire ceremony is amazing for letting go of the past, shedding the old skins, being transformed and reborn. And so you can do the fire ceremony, even with a candle is okay. And you can let all that go and, and really just do your prayer, do your cutting cords, which is also in the book. And you can choose any, any of the ceremonies that feel aligned and uh, do all of them and just allow those layers to be shed and to begin to fill yourself up with the things that you want to bring into your life. And, uh, you know, the belief systems that we've been programmed with. And when we realize a lot of this stuff is just programming and, and belief systems, and we don't have to carry those with us anymore. Right. right. You know, do you have a go-to, Rebecca? And what I mean is, you know, when I'm really cramped and I find myself in a moment where I need to hit the pause button, I sort of have a go-to. And I want to ask you about this because the difference in my mind between the way we understand ancient traditional shamanism and modern shamanism is that we don't need as much preparation if we have the right tools. And your book really talks to that, right? I mean, everything from how to pray. You go on to say prayer is a sacred power that is accessible for you anytime in any space. And if we could wrap our minds around that, how might we transform our day? Yeah, even actually every morning, I usually say some kind of prayer and literally it might be just like one intention. But what I do, it, what I find really important in the prayer aspect is to really feel the gratitude for that prayer and really feel the joy of having that. Like, how does it feel in the body if that prayer is already present? And then you can start to embody that prayer in your day. And then energetically, of course, when you're embodying that prayer, then you're really able to call those energies into into your life so that's uh that's a practice that i have every every day and i also find for me my my go-to is usually either dance or music just playing music just playing like doing my drum doing my rattle often with friends or just by myself and or my harp and i'm i'm still learning a lot of this stuff you don't have to be an expert it's just connecting to the music is is lately that's my go-to is is playing music yeah. yeah and you know it's so funny you bring that up um and um, I was practicing uh, yesterday or the day before um, I play a sport and I was practicing and I got this set up in my garage. I've got a net to catch the ball. It's table tennis is what I do, ping pong. And I got the robot. And so I go out there to do it. And like Linda's with me because she is my best friend since God knows how long. 
and we go out there and I've got my iPod and she's watching me because I, I've got to play music and I play and I learn with the music to the rhythm of the ball. And what I find is, well, wait a minute. If that is the way I get in the zone here, why am I not doing that in the rest of my life? And I want to ask you this question. How can we remember? How can we remember? Because you talk about harnessing the power of the elements. And I think one of the ways we can remember perhaps is to have perhaps an element, whether it's this amethyst over here or something. What is your best way? that you've been able to say, I'm going to bring in this element. I'm going to do this. How do we remember that we have this power? Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's like a practice, like anything. So sometimes like, even like someone will say, Oh, my bracelet is a reminder for me to always come back into the present or, um, you know, when I'm out in the sun, I just, I remember to connect with the sun. When I feel the wind, it reminds me to, to, you know, work with the, the spirits of the wind. So breath for me is really powerful, like bringing myself back into my breathing. And, and also you mentioned uh, the heart math, uh, quick coherence technique is so powerful, so simple and so powerful. Athletes use it. Um, it's like used by psychologists for people who are dealing with anxiety or depression. And it's literally like a three minute practice, but you can do it all day long. And it's just about bringing your mind into your heart. So you're letting go of the mental chatter. And then you are breathing, imagining that you're breathing through the center of your heart chakra. And when you're focusing on that heart breath, and then you even can bring in positive emotions, and that's how you shift your energy. Within three minutes, you can go from anxiety to peace and calm and joy. So that has been that I've used that tool for many years, and it, it's very simple. Um, I want to jump to a, a conversation that, you know, is so important to have right now. And as we go through the book, it clearly is a guide. And I want to talk with you a bit a bit about how you've integrated not just ancient techniques, but crystals and oils now. I want to ask you, if I were to put you on the spot and say, what is your favorite combination today of crystals and oils to clear energy, what would they be? So black tourmaline is the stone that changed my life. When I used to work as a registered nurse, it absorbs and protects and clears all sorts of unwanted energy. So black tourmaline is, has been my go-to recommendation for grounding and protection. And then selenite is also a really beautiful stone that is clearing and a little bit more high frequency. Um, I also love Larimar. I have it on my wrist here. It's a beautiful um, heart, heart chakra, heart chakra stone that is just so, so amazing. And then um, for, for essential oils, I love uh, rose oil. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Um, also, it's got the highest frequency of any other oil. So if you just even smell it, it just opens up your heart and allows you to, I had a bottle the other day, I let someone smell it and they started seeing visions from it. It's that powerful. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. She started seeing visions. So. Tell everybody what it is again. I want to make sure they, they hear it. Uh, rose, rose essential oil. Oh yeah. my gosh, right? Yes, yeah. And then frankincense is also a beautiful one, a very spiritual one that people can use to connect, you know, even just smelling the, the frankincense and connecting to the spirit of that plant is always more powerful as well when you when you kind of connect and honor the spirit of the plant. And then um, I also really like Palo Santo as a the stick, but the essential oil is quite, quite nice as well and uplifting. You know, I want to just talk for a minute because this is one of these situations, scenarios that I think is, is worth uh, really further investigating for our audience. Sometimes we intuitively know this. No, no kidding, really. So I just moved into this new place, great place. It didn't have a lot of landscaping, so I started to plant things. But in the front, right, of the, of the home is like about seven or eight rose bushes, and the neighbors are coming over and everybody's coming over and they're like, just cut them down. They've never had roses on them, cut them down. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not feeling that. So I decided to trim them because I'm so drawn to rose. You know, I make rose water, spray it in the house. But every one of us is surrounded by things like this. And by the way, the roses are still coming. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'm the rose whisperer. But my point is this. Sometimes we're drawn to things, Rebecca, and we're just naturally drawn. I, help us understand for people that are listening, you might be drawn to maybe a certain plant. Maybe you're drawn to a certain color. Maybe you're drawn to a certain substance. Like brass is something that's bizarre in, in my deal, right? I, I don't know what it is about brass, what can we say to people when they have that attraction to help them move forward and communicate with it? Is that weird? Communicate with it? Yeah. I mean, everything has a, like a consciousness and an energy. So we can, we can communicate with it. Um, even in terms of crystals and oils and things like that. And we'll have people come in and they'll be like, you know, what crystal, what, what crystal do I need? And, we always try to give them back the, the power to, for them to choose because we know, like we can, we can see a pile of things and one of them is going to stick out. And that's the one, that's the energy that we're, we're looking for. Like I always tell people I forever, I wore pinks and purples in terms of jewelry, pinks and purple stones for years. I never was attracted to green or blues at all. And the last year or so it's all blues and greens. I'm <laughs> so, with you. I mean, yeah. look at what I'm wearing and hello right can you yes. see that yeah right I mean it's like people are like what's up with the green Pat yeah. actually yeah. tell me what's up with the green because I don't really know and the greens are connected more with the heart chakra and the throat chakra and so that's the energies that you're you know working with or or resonating with at the time and like say reds and blacks are more like working with grounding in the root chakra and things about safety so the color the colors have frequencies as well there's all the the stones have energies all the plants have energy so what one person likes might literally repulse somebody else and that's just not for them <laughs> right look i've saved the best for the last five or six minutes i love how much you talk about the trance state 
it really doesn't get this kind of coverage. But I even love more about the way you're talking about it. You've introduced trans states to us in this book in a very contemporary way. I would have never really thought in a million years I get a book on shamanism and see a picture of a woman laying down with both speakers. And, you know, I mean, thank you for this. Can you talk about what you're inviting us to understand about trans states? Meaning, most of the time, it's always been for somebody else. But tell us the importance of including it in your book for people. Yeah, and, and, and the, the point of even that photo is to show people that we can all access trans states. Mm-hmm. And there's also multiple different ways that we can access them. And, and we don't necessarily need somebody else facilitating that for us. Like in, in shamanism, a lot of times the shaman will do the drumming for you to facilitate and guide you, um, but you might not have that accessible so you can even be using your own rattle and you can you know you can actually go into trance state while playing a rattle or a drum or you can use something like uh some kind of binaural beats or different even just relaxing music that has the right frequencies um and you can then go into your own trance state and have your own journey and ask questions or you know look to get a spirit animal it's, it's very simple. You can just intend like, what is my spirit animal? Once you're in that trance state, it will often just come. It'll just be right there. And sometimes if you're not visual, you'll just, it's a knowing or you'll hear the name of the animal. So it's that we can all access uh, these trance states at any time that we, that we choose to. We all have the, this ability. Mm. Um, we've talked about a lot. You certainly have have put a lot in this book i want to ask you um as we wrap this up in the next couple of minutes there are some things i just didn't talk about can you talk for us and share with us what's the most important message you want to bring forward in your journey and inviting us what's the most important message I think the most important message that that is coming to me is just having just having the reverence for for everything really and um when we do these things we do them with reverence and we do them with intention and and that's why in the book I offered so many different like examples and ways of doing things but I said quite a few times like this becomes your own practice and you will create your own wording, um, your own ways of doing the ceremony. And, and it, it's like, you don't have to follow step by step and be like, Oh, I didn't get that step. Right. It's really, it's really what feels good. It's really what feels good for you. And, and then you are able to access that, that inner shaman of what, you need to express so you can you can become your highest expression that's just so unique to you and so i feel like really having the the intention and the reverence and and the love and the intentions to to really connect with your inner self and then everything else you know the the steps are there as a guide but then you will you will blossom into your own expression mm. um Thank you for today. I want to spend a few minutes and talk a little bit about what you've created so that people can engage. 
And what I love about this is, of course, yes, you've written a great book and the book, right? Right here. There you go. But you've also created other ways for us to engage, to learn more. Um, Charlene referenced Facebook. But I want to ask you, you continue to grow, you continue to, to change, you continue to expand. Please tell me what your future vision is to continue your journey. That's amazing. <laughs> I save it to like the last two minutes of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we do a lot of community stuff. It's really blossomed, like in-person stuff where people can connect in a community way. We do some virtual things as well. And I see the future expanding into um, – like more global stuff, like more retreats um, where people, I mean, we do that already and people can always fly in, but also taking people to other countries like South America, doing some travel. Um, But in the meantime, you know, we are doing it here in Ontario. And I do feel like there's another book coming (laughs) as well. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's just all evolving. And so, but I, my mind is starting to already write down, you know, stuff that I'm like, okay, that's, that's the next book that's coming in the next book. So, yeah. yeah. And by the way, on your website, you have a number of different ways for people to participate, you know, everything from movement to cacao ceremonies to sacred music rituals. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, this, not just this one time, write the book, but really the movement that I believe that you are creating, Rebecca, you know, you're creating a movement that, that says it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be sitting up on the top of a mountain. This is being passed on for us so that we can truly step in to the sacred space that, you know, is really our birthright. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We always tell people like, like, people feel at home and we want that and it's like family you know connecting with people all over the world yeah even when it used to be just sending them crystals always meant so much to me i was like how can i even do this like i'm sending this to norway or china wherever and i'm like africa and i'm it's just it's just it's like a piece of you know this intention is going out and i've always been very grateful for that 